I just think it's amazing how people can make these pivots in life. So let's kind of talk about that. When we last left off, it was probably when we were wearing Affliction and Ed Hardy. <laughs> sparkly jeans, man. Yes, yeah, sparkly jeans. And all of a sudden, this guy is uh, he's one of the largest CBD companies in the States. And uh, you guys are doing some big things. Kind of what led me to where I'm at today is this, I realized I wasn't meant for the corporate world. And I kept on trying to put myself into this box. And I realized I didn't fit in that box. And so I literally packed up and uh, moved to Colorado on a limb, uh, left a six-figure job, trimming $10 an hour, and, and worked my way from the very bottom and you know, eventually learned enough to where I felt I could own a company and use the experience we saw on the marijuana side, because that's where I started. And I uh, took that knowledge to the hemp industry. And you know, we went from a basement two and a half years ago to being in 56 countries. And I have some pretty cool partnerships. Welcome to the Positive People Posse Living Room. I'm your host, Dom Green, life enthusiast and marketer of Positive People Posse. This is where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and uplifting. We sit down with entrepreneurs, creators of all types, and today I'm very fortunate to have an old, old friend. I'm not calling you old, but Mr. Brady Bell with Peer Spectrum. How are you, Dom? How are you, man? How are you doing? Now I'm doing well. Uh, I think the last time I spoke to you, cannabis industry, and my days are like a never-ending episode of Jerry Springer. So <laughs> that's about where I'm at. So, so Pure Spectrum, tell the, the listening audience what Pure Spectrum is before we jump into uh, how we know each other. Pure Spectrum, we're a company uh, in the hemp space. Uh, we focus on CBD and other minor cannabinoids. Uh, you know, we completely remove all THC from our products. And that's one of our niches, and that's what has allowed us to form strategic relationships with major, major sports organizations like CrossFit, um, USA Triathlon, USA Weightlifting. We have two more really cool big four uh, sports partnerships that'll come up um, after January 1, but that's kind of all due to strong SOPs and having soil to oil, transparency, and no TAC. Man, I love that. And and tell people what SOP is because we've got some rookies on, on the podcast. You know, uh, standard operating procedures. Man, this yeah. guy, you can tell he's uh, he's kind of a, a madman scientist, obviously. He, he knows a lot about his product listeners. Um, you know, so let's let's kind of talk about how we know each other because like, you know, the Brady Bell that I knew uh, was this guy who was in real estate and, you know, he was a, a former athlete and all these things. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to say this, like it was last year. I'm just chilling on Instagram. This is how marketing so effective. I'm chilling on Instagram. And all of a sudden I see this, like this, like news story. And, and Brady Bell is in a suit and tie talking on like CNN or something like that. I don't even know what it was. And I was like, yo, Brady, is that you? <laughs> like, I, I just hit you up out of nowhere, like not knowing uh, where, what you've been doing, where, where you've been. And uh, it's just, it's crazy how full circle, how, how life comes about. But, you know, I was, uh, I was like super proud because I was like, man, I hadn't seen this guy in years. And all of a sudden uh, he's, he's sitting down on a business show. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, man, you know, I, I just think it's amazing how people can make these pivots in life. And, you know, yep. so let's kind of talk about that, you know, like, you know, when I, when we last left off, it was, it was probably when we were wearing affliction and Ed, Ed, Ed Hardy. <laughs> know, sparkly jeans, man. Yes. Yeah, sparkly jeans. And, you know, uh, we, we were in our, our little punk stage right uh, you know and then all of a sudden this guy's uh he's got a, a awesome one of the largest cbd companies in the states and uh you guys are doing some big things you know it was just you know finally getting sick and tired of being sick and tired right and you know uh you know going back to when we met each other and and how we knew each other you know i was i was a shit back i was going through a character building stage uh during that time where you know i was kind of living in the past and my past successes and, and dealing with the post real estate, you know, collapse. Uh, I, I was just, I was a fucking mess, dude. Uh, I still wish you guys would have kicked my ass that one night. Uh, we, won't, we, won't go, we won't go into that. Uh, you know, but kind of what led me to where I'm at today is this, I realized I wasn't meant for the corporate world. And I kept on trying to put myself into this box. And I realized I didn't fit in that box. 
And so I literally packed up and uh, moved to Colorado on a whim, uh, left a six-figure job, trimming $10 an hour and, and worked my way from the very bottom and, you know, eventually learned enough to where I felt I could own a company and use the experience we saw on the marijuana side because that's where I started. And I knew that the THC, you know, so they're all molecules. They're all going to evolve the same way, just in a different path. And I took that knowledge to the hemp industry and, you know, we went from a basement two and a half years ago to being in 56 countries uh, currently and you know, have some pretty cool partnerships. So it's, it's, been, it's been weird. Man, very humbling. You know, at, there's been many points in time in my life where I had to humble myself. And, uh, you know, you don't always feel the most sense of pride about what you have to do to get where you need to go. But, right. um, you know, for you to, to actually go ground level and learn that industry and build it as such where you're a student to the game and doing something that's like, you know, frowned upon in a sense, but then get to this, uh, this new perspective on life where you're like, well, there's another side to it. You know, there's another side of hemp and like, there's so many good things uh, that, that can come about on the, the cannabis industry. And myself, you know, Weed's not for me, but CBD is, you know, and I, I definitely see the, the benefits in it because, um, you know, for me, um, everyone has like a different way of receptors of how it metabolizes in their, their, their body and brain. And for me, um, it's just never, it's never really worked. It's just never worked out for me. <laughs> um, but seeing how it has uh, worked and helped other people, you know, I think that's like, that's one of the, the key things that it's undeniable that cannabis is changing lives. And so, um, yeah, just seeing you make that maturation, man, I think that's just very inspiring that you can go from ground level, learn something. And then now you, you're, you've got a product that's actually changing lives. That's dope. Yeah. You know, and what's weird, it comes full circle. Cause I started this way before, uh, you know, in college and I actually did some jail time and, and I, I was facing a mandatory minimum of four and a half years for having over an ounce of cannabis in a school zone, right? Um, obviously, I'm not gonna tell you how much I had, it was well yeah. over uh, uh, an ounce, but it was weird to go from you know being in a jail cell with this stuff and your family complete, uh, completely chastising you, but still knowing that's the direction that you wanna go. And it's like, okay, let me, let me throw all this shit away that maybe you know, I love and I appreciate, but maybe it's not where I'm supposed to be. And then you find yourself $10 an hour doing something that puts you in jail for, Wow. And then start start seeing all the changes, you know, all the the stories from kids, you know, overcoming, you know, their issues with epilepsy and, you know, anxieties and social disorders. And I was a part of uh, a veterans program that focused on PTSD and it was the Wounded Warriors program. And seeing 97 out of 100 of those individuals that were in that pilot program uh, take CBD. Uh, some took cannabis, some only took CBD, but to see that uh, percentage of individuals completely get back into society. I mean, these are guys that were wounded, struggling, not being able to hold a job, uh, relationships are falling apart, and the cannabis plant made them feel to where they could be better husbands, where they could go hold down that job, being you know respectable people in communities, not going on drug binges and alcohol binges and spending all their money that you know the little money that they're getting and little relief that they're getting from the VA. It's, I don't know, it's been weird, man. And there's yeah. so there's so much of that. That, that continues to, to come. Yeah, it is, uh, it is very unfortunate to see that people have had to deal with some, deal with some serious time because of this, this plant, you know, uh, you know, like for me, I believe that a lot of people have freedom of choice, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, I'm expecting them to do the most extreme thing and um, knowing how that they can have an effect on society, regardless, if you, if you overindulge in anything, it can be a bad thing, you know, so right. Um, you know, but it is, it's nice to see that there has been more reform. Um, we still have a long way to go with that. Long way, long way to go with THC. And th there are people who are still sitting in jail for minor drug offenses. But, um, I would say that on this, this side of the fence now, you know, even CBD's got this, this stigma with the federal uh, side of things, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Well, it's weird, and, and we actually uh, overruled the DEA statements. Uh, that was one of my uh, first crazies. Is, uh, we started getting all of our packaging confiscated from USPS, and we have no THC. We're hemp. You know, hemp's been sold in WalMarts and stores 
for many times or for many years, but it was hard for them to distinguish CBD from the hemp plant and CBD from the marijuana plant. Well, by definition, they're defined. And then you go in even deeper where CBD is found in, in dark chocolate. CBD is found uh, in black pepper and euchanasia and, and liverwort. And, and there's like four other plants that contain CBD. They're not illegal. So we actually, you know, the government was saying CBD from the marijuana plant and hemp plant were the same. Uh, I, I was getting harassed by the FBI and uh, we knew what, what we were doing was correct. And you know, I looked at my daughter because I have full custody, you know, 100% mom and dad. And I said, I believe in this, but I got to get your permission. Can, can we take the government to court? You know, but my consequence is X, uh, which is way more than four years. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I believe in, you know, if you believe it, do it. And we won. And we, over, we uh, overturned what the government perceived it as. And now there's a true definition. Uh, we have regulation by the Department of Ag. And, you know, it's just one of the small wins. But as you were saying, only 9% of America can tell you what CBD is and can tell you the difference of CBD of like hemp and marijuana. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're the same molecule in the same plant, just a different source making one legal, one legal. So No doubt. Um, so because of that workaround, like, what have you guys – done differently to market yourselves because like <laughs> i'm driving down the street and i look over and there's a pizza place <laughs> called marco's selling cbd now and i'm like i'm like ah, this does not make any sense to me like there's <laughs> like anyone and everyone has cbd right and so it's like what are you guys doing to differentiate yourselves and uh, be disruptors in this market you know, that's a great question because, uh, you know, I, I got into it in 2014. So, you know, there were only a handful of companies in the CBD space. You could li- literally Google CBD and there wasn't one page of information um, on it. That's when I started. So our differentiation is I'm a former athlete, right? Has been athlete. And I knew what cannabis did for me personally. And I started, we'll stop that there. And then I spent uh, a whole summer and a little more, so about four or five months at the University of Colorado working with their neuro department. I learned from scientists who are studying cannabinoids and CBD in general. And I started understanding the scientific background on it. You know, like we have an endocannabinoid system and these molecules register with our receptors in our body. And we have more CB1 receptors in our brain, which that's where the THC binds to. So that's why it's psychotropic. Um, And then we have CB2 in our lower peripheral. um, And that helps with our skins, our cell, and bringing our body to balance and homeostasis. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then they showed me a patent the, the government had. It's patent U.S. patent 6630507. And it demonstrates that CBD is a neuroprotect, uh, neuroprotectant and antioxidant. And I'm like, athletic. You know, these guys have to follow USADA and WADA and NSF. They can't have marijuana in their system. What about if we give them all the other cannabinoids that aren't illegal? They still it helps them with anxiety and stress and recovery. And literally, we put our whole focus on recovery and went after the sports realm. Uh, I hate when people say they're the first to do it, but we were. And, you know, we, we went from the Denver Broncos to the UFC to the UFC Performance Institute to partnering with CrossFit to becoming the first partner with USA Triathlon and an exclusive product, CBD product to Team USA. And that is our differentiation is we went and sought outside approval from our industry, not industry regulated people that's a pay to play. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it. Let's go get, fuck, let's go get, uh, vetted by CrossFit and Reebok and Rogue and, uh, you know, Team, Team USA's, sorry, my dogs, Team USA's and the governing bodies. Um, and, you know, when you get that type of vetting, now it takes the ambiguity away of, is this company good or not? Yeah. You know, we're not saying we are. These people said we are. And, you know, our logo is now next to Nike, to uh, Toyota, to Gatorade, to Rogue. It's so weird. Um, and, and it's just... You know, like you said now, it's everywhere. It's a moneymaker. It's a green rush. Um, I think there's 3,000 brands in the space today. They estimate around 250 will survive. Um, I think we're pretty good, pretty well positioned to stay in that 250. Yeah, man. It's all about, it's all about relationships. And uh, I can feel your positive ego right there. But we're, we're good for <laughs> – we're, we're going to be a part of the, uh, the 250. Um, you know – you know, what's really important for our listeners, um, and speaking to you, listener, right now, I don't know who you are, where you're at right now, but um, is that you can pivot at any point in time. And, you know, at any point in time, a dream can come to you innately and as natural as something that you might already be familiar with, something that has gotten you in trouble. 
but that path, that path to success is different for everyone. And um, so Brady, you know, talk about, you know, like the aha moments of your life, you know, like I'm sure that you've had plenty of them, but um, you know, for me, you know, that aha moment was kind of like you uh, where I said, well, I actually lost my job. I didn't go to jail or anything, but I, I, I lost my job um, where I was making good, healthy six figures. And um, when I lost my job, it was, it was like, to me, it was like, well, I want to be myself at all times, right? And I can't do that in a corporate environment. I, I've got to placate to someone else's um, philosophies, ideas, and their culture. And so I want to create my own culture. And that was Positive People Posse because I love business and I love working with people. That's why I'm able to wear this flannel jacket and my own brand. Um, you know, there you go. You get to dress up whoever you like to be, right? And so, like, for other people, they're in the corporate structure and they feel like, you know, there is no way out. And, you know, this is, it's so comfortable. And so like the aha moment hits for some of us, some of it's, sometimes it's forced and others it's like, well, I'm just going to go after my own, do my own thing. You know, I'm going to go after my own fucking dream, not someone else's. And so tell me about a couple aha moments in your life. You know, that's awesome. I love hearing, I love hearing your story. You've always been a go-getter. Uh, you know, my, a lot of my aha moments were my failures. You know what I mean? Where you just get sick and tired of stuff. And like you said, it's like, I'm not fit for a corporate box. And so it's like, you just have to finally look at yourself in the mirror and be like, what do you want to do? Uh, I wanted to do, I wanted to do what I'm doing today. You know, obviously I first thought it was the marijuana side. Um, but as you said, is you have to be able to pivot at any given time. And when I was just getting into to the, the cannabis space on the marijuana side and had my own company and you know, I, I realized I, I started a full company too quick, right? So that was my, honestly, my first aha is being able to accept, okay, you're right where you want to be, but you're not ready for that spot yet. Yeah. So what, what comes with that? Okay, more education, you know, sit back and observe. So I spent two years learning how to grow. I spent two years research and watching the market, just doing statistical bullshit because all you're doing is growing plants, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So for, for, for eight to 12 hours a day, depending on what cycle you're in, you know, that's how, that's how, you know, how much spare time you have to do something else. And so uh, when I had an opportunity to pivot to the hemp space and, you know, made that traction and I was in the, the stadium at the Denver Broncos and speaking to their entire alumni, you know, that was like, okay, you're here, you're onto something. Uh, the next thing you know, I'm talking to Jeff Nowitzki um, at the UFC Performance Institute, and you know he's the individual that busted Lance Armstrong. So I got to listen to that story firsthand. Oh my dude. God, I, it's it one is. of the best. That that right there is a flashball memory I'll never forget. Listening to how they caught Lance Armstrong and that whole process, and uh, you know, and just from there, it's just been staying on that trajectory and uh, you know, not self sabotaging yourself like I used to. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm not going to talk too much on the Lance Armstrong thing, but, you know, I, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I, I feel, I feel like uh, sometimes we sensationalize a lot of things and, um, and, you know, seeing someone, I, I don't really know him too well. I don't know anything about him, but I see how media can sensationalize a lot of things. And, you know, we try to tear organizations apart. And one thing that I will say about that, you know, um, might lose a subscriber or two, because of this, but I believe that it, it really just tarnished the name of Livestrong and the overall mission of like, I, I, I really like what he did, what they did with their organization. You know, as far as the brand recognition, I felt like it was such a strong marketing concept. And uh, it's unfortunate that people lost jobs within that. And so I'm always thinking about like, you know, the people that are affected with uh, things like that. And so, um, and and yeah. on the other side of that sword, though, is, you know, nine out of 10 of those individuals are all doing this. Yes, 100%. And, so and that's like, what I was going like to say. Whoever, whoever gets caught, obviously, that ripple effect is going to happen with everything that's in alignment with that person. Yes. They all know that that's a risk. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, it's, that's the tough part. That, and that's what I was going to say is more of, you know, there, there are a lot of people. There's, it's a dirty industry, like, with any in, in competition. Like, competition as a whole um you know everyone's trying to get the leg up on their competition and so it's really 
it, it's a challenging feat to do things the right way. Um, yeah. of course like that, you know? And so, um, but nonetheless, um, you know, that aha moment, that pivot and, you know, your sense of awareness, you know, I think, um, I think some people really have a tough time figuring out if they are able to trust their gut instinct or if they're just taking a shot in the dark. And for me, I don't know what your answer would be, but I feel like there's a little bit of luck, but there's a whole bunch of hard work that go has to be uh, thrown in the mix as well. You don't really get lucky. Like you have to have enough activity, enough momentum, enough, uh, finding the right relationships, navigating those relationships, connecting those types of dots. And then it gets you in that preparation for that luck to happen where it's like, oh yeah, something was going to happen. You know, like statistically speaking, any, you're going to grow at exponentially in business if, as long as you're constantly marketing. You're going to reach someone. Yep. You know, to what magnitude, what individual or what organization is going to come down the line, um, that's to be determined. But you have to get yourself in position, right? Yeah, it's just like, what's that saying? When uh, hard work uh, and luck meet, that's where you find success, right? Um, and, you know, it's just exactly what you said is nothing, nothing comes easy the first time. You know, I, I felt on my first business in the Canada space, um, but I didn't look at it as a failure. I looked at it as an opportunity. This has never been done before. What playbook do I have to go by? Right. Then yeah. I jumped in, I created another company and it was probably, you know, it was one of the first 10 companies created. I'm not going to say their name over the air. I'm not going to give them publicity, but I owned it and I created it and blew this fucker up, but I didn't sign operating agreements and I, I fucked up. You know, I didn't sign operating agreements. I didn't have, you know, um, all the articles of uh, incorporation, everything done. I did it on a handshake with an individual and brought in a big investor and realized that I didn't have a thing. I thought I had 40% of this company. Mm. Uh, he was going to own some or bring in some for investors. And I literally walked away from that and it was like another failure. And I put 200 K into it. I really didn't have any much. I didn't have any money really left to do anything. And I was like, I'm going to give it one more time, you know, and then, you know, just like you said with timing, my idea with Pure Spectrum happened to be the right idea at the right time with enough failures behind me to be able to, to, to start you know, creating a trajectory that nobody else has. And now I know how to do it. Um, and, and so if I, if I would have stopped you know, somewhere on, on those roadblocks, you know, obviously I would have I you know, made this move to Colorado and nothing would have came of it. But uh, you've got to go all in if you're going to go all in. Man. What's easier giving, like you being who you are, what's easier giving up or uh, not, not keep going, you know, like uh, keep like just staying on that path of like knowing that I'm going to keep on trying. Is it easier for you to give up or is it, is it harder for you to give up on your, you know, or is yeah, it, I'm a pit bull. Yeah. I'm a pit bull dude. Like, <laughs> but, but I also am smart. It, you know, just like when I, when I knew to get out of my, my marijuana company. You know, I had this huge grow and I had a grower who I thought knew how to grow. He knew how to grow in a garage, but he didn't know how to grow 138 lights, you know, a flower and about that and veg. And, you know, he was like a deer in the headlights and I had to fire him. I'm like, I don't know how to grow. So I also had to be smart enough to know when to throw in the towel. You know, it's just like, you know, an athlete, you know, fighting the UFC. Like, just because you get the towel thrown in on, on one fight, you still become champion. Yeah. That was gonna be thrown in on all the others. So, I just feel like there's just always something, right? Like there's, Absolutely. you can't ever feel comfortable. Like, <laughs> like once <laughs> once you get what you want, then you realize that you still have like a full layout of work ahead. You know, it's like it's for me. I, I, I never feel like if I get this one thing that I'm gonna be satisfied. And people who are very complacent and they're just like constantly in that that state where it's like they get what they want and then they're like, okay, I'm good. It's like, well, shit, what's going to happen? The fucking ground's going to fall from beneath <laughs> you, right? Happened. At some point in time, like, That's you can't be worry. that comfortable. And, um, yeah, so it, it's kind of hard to have that same instinct for other uh, – I can't speak for everyone, but, you know, for me, I think that you have to have that go-getter attitude, like, what are we trying to improve? right is that what you guys are doing now is it more like okay we are a leader in this space we got to maintain our spot someone's obviously trying to take it right oh, yeah. 
we have to either maintain or, you know, look at other areas? Like, how do you, how do you, what's your mindset? What's your mindset with that? You know, it's, uh, the industry, it's crazy as is, right? Everything's always changing. Everything's always, you know, happening, but you just have to continue to climb the ladder of like, the next, the next thing and whatever your trajectory is and ours are sports uh, and recovery. And so it's, it's weird getting to a certain point where, you know, the CrossFit was the biggest thing we ever did. We partnered with them. That was the first for the cannabis industry. Now I look at that as it's awesome. They're, they're amazing. And I owe a lot of my success to that, but okay. There are many other sporting organizations that I want to get to, you know, the, you know, the MBAs, the, you know, the NFLs, like, you know, the WWEs, all those create all the best athletes, they all could utilize this stuff. And so it's like, how do you keep climbing that ladder from going, you know, being the first to partner with the governing body? Okay, well, now let's get into the big four. We're going to be there. Uh, and then once you get there, then it's like, you have to go to that creation and manifest and uh, manifestation mode of, you know, what is next? You know, do I want to find us out and sell this? You know, we're at a point where I could sell it and walk away and, you know, coach high school basketball for the rest of my life and then be enjoyable. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's to me right now, it's, it's a game and it's ever evolving. And I'm just trying to figure out what that next level is. And you know, I'll know when I'm at the final level for what I want to do. Yeah. But if you don't change and you don't adjust. There you go. It happens, man. Yeah. You're right about that. Um, you know, I definitely, I just saw something in the news that NBA is not going to be testing for marijuana this year. Um, it, so it, it sounds like they're on the path of um, cannabis being something that they recognize that's going to help athletes recover. So not meaning that it's, uh, you know, it's just about THC usage and stuff, but, you know, um, being able to be recognized within it, that industry, I think that was definitely, um, that was a signal saying like, hey, we believe in, you know, the, the trauma that, you know, some athletes have to face. I mean, that's, that's just that rigorous freaking game you know you're going up and down the court on hard 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 wood floors and yeah. then we're talking about them playing what 120 games a year a third of the year if something not like that and, and then and then the other aspect of it is the mental of you have somebody judging you every second every minute that you're on the floor and so yeah. it's like the mental side is just as you know tough as a physical side so and all, yeah. with us on the outside watching we're like uh you know, I don't Stop complaining. complaining. Yeah. It's like, no, actually, they have a lot to complain about, probably more than, you know, I know they have more to complain about than I do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's so hard to always be on sometimes, you know, like we don't have that same scrutiny where the camera's not on us all the time and uh, I can't lash out at someone for getting in my face or whatever it may be. You, you're supposed to be this role model, this person in the public and, um, you know, like they're, they're entertainers and, you know, there has to come, there's a lot of responsibility with that. And, um, you know, I don't know if you watched last dance or not, but I was a fanatic oh, over it. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was amazing to, to hear about how recluse, uh, Jordan was, um, that he didn't even want to step outside because all this, the, the, the pandemonium with it. And people think that's like an easy thing to have. And, uh, you know, it's nothing that I've, I've ever wanted out of my life. I never wanted to be, um, actually, pro I did want to be famous at one point in time. That's when I had my mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine how bad that is on your dopamine receptors? This yes, yes. Over, over Feeling time. alert and, you know, someone's always needing something from you. You don't know what people's intent is. There's yeah. a lot that you have to deal with. Yep. You know, and so we only it's understand it from a lower level, you know. And it's like, yeah, we can try to empathize, but there's only so much that we can understand. And, and most people just think that, you know, they're lucky. They're lucky. They're lucky. They're lucky. It's still a sport. You still have to get out there and grind. And so uh, what people do to their bodies uh, for entertainment, you know, it's like, yeah, they've they got a good paying gig, but I'm sure mentally um, to be in that to be in any position in any sport that you're having, having to train every single day or perform, you know, that's going to weigh on you at some point in time. So cannabis Absolutely. is, uh, is something that I believe in for other people to do within moderation, you know, as long as it doesn't affect their, their relationships. Um, you know, why are we, who are we to tell 
you whatever you need to be doing with your your, your life and your body you know yeah and i just believe it you know i believe in you know natural medicine it's plants natural yeah for sure um, and you know when we have when i learned we have receptors that that plant you know is meant for and then you go to opioids which you know i lost one of my best friends uh, to opioids and you, they're designed to hit the same receptors but from yeah. a synthetic from a, from a synthetic side which which creates addiction you know, there's, you can't really be addicted to cannabis, um, maybe socially, but not, you know, psychologically or, you know, from a, from a body stance. It's been proven from, you know, car, these universities. So it's, it's just good that the athletes have an alternative to either go, quote, unquote, natural side, mm -hmm. or they can choose and go pharmaceutical and Western medicine. It's like, you know, allow them to choose. It's their future and it's their, their career. Let them choose what therapies they want. Yeah, man. You know, what, what you just said there, you know, losing life because of opioids, you know, um, I think we all had had a lot of us have had someone in our life that we either lost or were, were actually on the verge of losing someone to some type of addiction. And, you know, for me, yeah, it's been it's been family members, it's been friends. And, um, you know, I think that's always been that type of um, observance that I, I've been able to observe from the outside and say like, that's, I don't want to become that, you know, but not everyone has that within them to say that uh, that type of influence won't affect them to do be the same way. But it's also a genetic makeup uh, for people to be very addicted to, to things uh, more than others. Um, now, like, obviously, the path that I'm going down is more so of, like, we have things in our, we have people in our lives that suffer, people in our lives that, that suffer due to whatever it may be, things that are, are mentally uh, messing their heads up with mental health or drugs, addiction, whatever it may be, um, you know, like, talk about, is there, have you had people in your, talk about what you just talked about, you, had, you lost a friend uh, due to opioids, you know, so, yeah. so that, that affects you, you know? And yeah, that's one of my best friends from, from, from high school. And, you know, he was getting his PhD and, you know, he's going to be a doctor. Uh, and so it's like, you know, it was, it was just different. Like I, I, I never knew what that looked like. Um, but make a long story short, they, they, they all had money. They're little rich kids and, you know, had the ability to get Oxycontin. And then all of a sudden that went away from a pharmaceutical side. Like there's so many more parameters got put in place that translated into the, the white powder heroin. I don't, I don't know anything about that kind of shit, but, and then, and it goes into the, the other one, the, the more manufactured one. And they were going to, to buy some and the guy executed him and another guy in the front seat in the way to steal their car and their money. And, you know, it was just like, you know, the kid played division one football, played at OU, you know, it was just like such a, you know, we, it's like with everybody, you know, it was just, it's, it's sad to see life go from, from those mental lapses. Yeah, man, we're, we're, what you're talking about is like, we're talking about something that is um, prescribed, you know, we're talking about addiction that's prescribed and, and that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't see that in the cannabis industry, you know. So. Actually, oxycotton kills more, um, or oxycodone. Uh, it kill it kills more than all street drugs combined, like times like three or four. Sheesh, it's man. On to some positive news. Yeah, let's get on the positive stuff. That's positive. <laughs> so yeah, tell me, tell me about some of the success stories in your life that you're like, you're really just, you're happy that you surpassed. Like when you, you like knock down one thing, you're like, you know, this is like really. Um, I didn't expect myself to be this person because I feel like every single year I look back and I'm like, dude, you still have so much more to learn, but I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> Talking to my old self, you know? And so, yeah, talk about some of those successes. I mean, you're, you're, you have full custody of your kid. You know, it seems like one thing that I know about you is you are very much a father, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that was my turning point in life right there is, you know, you have to have a strong why. And when you become mom and dad as a dad of a six-year-old daughter, you know, it was just like, okay, get your shit together. Um, but, but I learned on this path that, you know, you can create and manifest. I'm a firm believer in some weird things of creation and manifestation. And, you know, it's not just, I'm going to think of this and become it. It's like, no, you have to feel it. You have to go through this creation process. And I started, I started really diving into that and believing into energy and, you know, your thoughts uh, become your action, your action become your behaviors, behaviors become your environment. And, you know, one of the first moments where I was like, this shit works, it works is 
for probably five months. It's weird. It's going to sound weird when I, when I talk no, about it. But please forward. get weird on us. So I'm a believer in frequency and, 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 and water transmit, you know, translates frequency and we have water within us. And so it's just a good way uh, to create any type, to carry any type of uh, energy waves, thoughts, processes, whatever. And so I always do my manifest, manifestation and creation in the shower. And so I was like, if I could have my brand with three people, who would it be associated with, right? And I was like, drew a triangle uh, on the steamed window, right? On the steamed glass uh, shower and put Joe Rogan, Aubrey Marcus, Brennan Schaub. Aubrey Marcus is the CEO of Onnit. And, uh, you know, Brennan Schaub's former UFC fighter, comedian. We all know Joe Rogan. So I'm like, how am I going to get to these guys? Like, I don't know anybody that knows them. Uh, and, and I literally, I would stalk them. I would follow them on social media and be like, if I was ever in front of them, what would I discuss? Like, how would I communicate? And I'm like planning all this stuff as if I'm going to meet them. Yeah. When I found myself in the headquarters at Onnit, uh, meeting with Aubrey Marcus's uh, manager, and they wanted to bring CBD products to, to Onnit, to their product portfolio. Um, the legal, the legal structure of the environments, you know, the legal system, they, they just weren't ready yet. This was like in 2018. Uh, it, but Aubrey and I kept talking a little bit. I'm like, holy shit, I got one of the corners of my triangle going. Uh, but it didn't come to fruition. And I was like, you know, I would love to pay for an hour of your mentorship. How much is it for an hour if I can just have a conversation with you? You took a business from, from zero to 60 million annually. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, his exit on it was pretty amazing. Uh, and I wanted to know more. And so I spent probably 30 to 40 minutes with that. It was a pretty awkward conversation. I'm, you know, it was, it was just weird. I'm like, you know, it's not happening. And at the end, he's like, you know, we're not ready, but I'd like to connect you to one of my best friends who is looking to partner at the CBD company. I'm like, okay, who's that? And he's like, Brendan Shop. I'm like, wow. I'm like, really? Like, seriously? And he connected me with Brendan that night. Uh, two weeks later, I'm flying out to LA. I'm meeting with Brendan at his, at his favorite coffee shop. Uh, we shook hands on, on, on an agreement. Uh, he, ended, he ended up becoming an equity partner of the company. Uh, when we finished that equity deal, I went to the comedy club. And who's there? Joe Rogan. Uh, I'm still not doing anything with Joe Rogan or, or didn't get any really further with it, but I was able to at least be right there with him and uh, bring all those three people into my, uh, into my mode. And you know, that night when, when, I, when I solidified it, I, I'll never forget, I'm in my hotel room, and it was just a moment where most, the old Brady would have gone out and celebrated. Yeah. He would have gone out and partied and, and, and made a night of it and woke up, you know, struggling. And I just sat there and indulged. I'm like, man, you can create whatever you want. Yeah. And, and it really started making me align the power of your thoughts and always keeping the right shit in your mind because it, it's probably going to come to reality, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, and, and, and to me, that's just continually you know, set, set the stable on the, the path for what I'm doing today. Man, I feel that, you know, especially uh, that optimal side. Like, if you don't feel optimal, you know, like, you, what am I celebrating? You know, the job is not done. You know, like, as soon as you take someone's money or you, you have this new partnership, they, they actually believed in you, you know? And so you're doing someone else disservice. And so, you know, honoring that for yourself, you know, like, awesome, man. You know, it's like you you finally learned your lesson, you know, many lives, many masters. It's like, it took you this long to learn in this life. And um, 40, tell me 40. They said life's over 40. Mine just started, I guess. Dude, I love that, man. You know, I'm five years away from that, but you know, I feel like uh, we're constantly, you know, manifesting, man. You know, it's, it's a real, it's a real thing for us. We still wouldn't be here if we didn't, you know, so you have to have some, that sense of belief and purpose, you know, that, that spiritual aspect, you know, I noticed with a lot of leaders that I've talked to. You yeah. Know, well, and how was yours? Like when you decided to go out to, you know, to New York city, that's crazy. That's a crazy move. You know, that's like yeah. trusting oneself, you know, tell me about that. Like, you know, what was, man, I appreciate you asking, man. You know, I, I think I was just kind of fed up with uh, how small um, my town was, you know, in, in a sense that I wanted to do bigger and better things, not saying that my t- I was too good for Kansas City. But, you know, I, I just look at myself doing this, studying the same behaviors as everyone else. And I want to learn new behaviors. Right. And like when you get to an environment like New York, it's a vortex. And you see that there are so many people of different types 
and people are making it happen. Even, even if you are homeless, you know, it's still the most expensive city in the world. That guy is probably living better than someone in Idaho, you know? So, That's perspective right there. <laughs> and so like all of it, it just, that creativity that I've always lived in, I wanted more of it. And, um, you know, also I just, I constantly want to influence, you know, that positive mindset where I think that I can encourage other people to go after their dreams to some degree. And, you know, I think it's just really important to be around, have a, a good circle of people, but constantly be looking for relationships that are going to enhance you and not detract. And, you know, that's what I have, you know, is uh, people that in my life that are all about enhancing and not detracting, meaning that, you know, we're, we're problem solving through conversations. Um, right. You know, rather than just having a conversation about anything and everything. Like I, I can't just do just like lower level thinking anymore. You know, like once you get a taste of like any type of life or like traveling the world for me, that was, that was one of them. You know, you get a taste for that. You say, I want to learn more and I want to do more of this. And I want to meet different types of people. Yep. And it's, I've never really geeked out on celebrities or anything, but you have to think about like what makes a celebrity fascinating to watch and observe. And I think it comes down to the level of thinking, you know, I'm not sure I'm not talking about just any and every celebrity, but you know, for me, it would be, um, you know, like how Kobe Bryant was his level of thinking was beyond uh, any luck. You know, he literally had to put in work. Mike Tyson, for that matter, too, is a very brilliant man. People think that he was, he's this this idiot guy because how he speaks, he speaks. And um, I I think when you, when you get closer to see, seeing good examples, you're like, wow, I think I have that ability as well. And it's not just about being famous, but it's about saying, I want to do something bigger and better for myself. And, yeah. it, and that doesn't, it's, it's not supposed to make other people feel bad, but if they do in the process, I think that's really on them. You know, I've got a positive ego. I believe that I, I, I'm here to help a lot of people and that's what we do with businesses. And I think that gets us even closer. And so, yeah, yeah man, um, every bit of it, it's not like, I'm, I'm bathing in success, but dude, I can see it. I can feel it. I believe it. And, you know, having conversations with people like you, uh, reaffirms, you know, those, those types of beliefs of that energy, that frequency. Yeah. That's all it is. That, that mindset, you hit the nail on the head. It's, you know, the more that I get around, you know, we have over a hundred affiliates and, you know, 40, 50 of them are household names and they all have that same level of thinking just in different ways. Just like you said. And, once you see it and once you're around, you're like, okay, this is the part of, this is the variable, the algorithm I see consistent across the board, no matter what sport they're in. Uh, some people aren't even athletes. They're just different types of, uh, you know, high level individuals. And it all comes down to, you know, positive mentalities and, you know, just staying, staying true to the why. Just stay true to your why, you know, the, the how takes care of itself. No doubt about that. Yeah. But um, one of my favorite books is um, start with the why. You know, yep. yeah. Right. That's, is, who is it? Simon Sinek or yeah. Simon Sinek. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then another one as of late is power. The power of now. You know, and that's a really. Oh yeah, please listen to it. Please listen to okay. it. Um, or, or listen or read it. I like. To, I like to listen to it. <laughs> I like to do both of them, and, and actually, both of them have been very effective for me because I've been able to, you know, read and then I write things that really speak to me. Uh, I'll write in the book as well. And then I'll listen to it in the workout and whatever. And it's weird. Like this year, like I think last year I was uh, listening to, uh, it was on Spotify. I think I had about 120,000 minutes listened to on music. And then this year has been 60,000 minutes listening to podcasts. And then then about 40,000 minutes listening to music. And so I keep music in my life. That's my balance. But, um, dude, I love listening to people, you know, because it's, it fires me up thinking that there's other people out there that, you know, are thinking like me and they're by design, they, they are trying to design their life accordingly, you know, going after their goals. And I I think a lot of goals are within reach, you know, but you, it's, it's not, you don't predict when something's going to happen all the time. 
time. That's the most complex variable of the algorithm, right? Yeah. Time. Yeah. yeah. And then those micro successes, like if you, if you can get just as buzz on a micro success as a major success, yeah. then like you're on the right path because people are going to feel that fucking energy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like, uh, I feel like my, my mom, she's like, she's, I said this on this podcast listeners, you're probably tired of me saying this, but my mom said, if you uh, started off at the top, where else would, where else would you have to go? And so down, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent down the mountain. And uh, for you to to start have a later start, you know, I think there's other. You're a testament to that. You know, like yeah. the success that you can see is your life is not over. And there's this this entrepreneur. I forgot what his name is, but he says, um, you know, life isn't short. Life is long. And I'm like, dude, I've never really thought about it like that because, like, for me, I'm like, shit, I was just like 24, like you know, a year ago and I'm 35 now. So, um, but no, I, I really, I really felt that because it's, everything's just the reverse. You can think on the reverse and that can enhance like what you want to do. Like for me, I'm going to stay young forever because yeah. I'm always going to be finding something. Yeah. I was getting, I was in the airport uh, earlier this year and this kid, he, was, he, he kept running into my daughter and I finally got upset at him. I'm like, just stay away from my daughter. Wake up. Get your shit together. You know. And he's like, dude, you're 50 and wearing Jordans. So I'm like, man, hold up, hold up. I don't look. Fit. I'm 40, but I'm gonna wear Jordans till I'm 80. I'm, I'm never gonna grow up. <laughs> dude, <laughs> why are these guys got to be such little haters? These little turds. <laughs> it's it's the ongoing joke around me. You're 50. <laughs> so what are you instilling? What do you want for your daughter? What do you want for your daughter? I I know that she's she's into MMA still, right? Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, as parents, you know, what we try to do is just not screw them up, right? You know, they don't understand that every day is, uh, it, I'm learning as, we're all learning together at the same moment, the same minutes, and, you know, Jada, she's so talented in athletics, you know what I mean? And, uh, but my first parenting flaw is I coached her in basketball when she was in second grade. And there was like the all-star team, you know, of course, all the, the cool kids were on Oh, Jada, that's like Roy Williams out there. I'm trying to get these girls into it. And I, I kind of run her in sports in those moments um, at first with basketball. Um, and then I've learned to, to kind of just stay away. And so I just want her to be happy. And, and, and her happiness right now is MMA. She loves to you know, hit bags and you know, choke people out. And uh, last year, the, I, I was getting ready to go pick her up. I get a text and she's like, I'm about to fight a boy at the bike rack. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought she was kidding. No, she wasn't kidding. Uh, and, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's made her confidence, you know, excel, but you know, it's hard to watch your daughter. It, it, I know she's going to do it. Yeah. And she's going to feed in it. And it's like, okay, that's what she wants to do. And I'll put her on that path. Man, she's going to be tough. Fortunately, yeah. there's some good examples out there. Like, uh, is it Megan? Um, Megan Anderson. She's Megan one of Anderson. Man, yeah. oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I see what she does and how she goes about life. And she seems like she's, uh, she's got grace to her, you know? And so you can be this tough person with a lot of grace. And um, yeah, man, your, your daughter's awesome, man. Like you, you've done really well. So I'm proud of you in that regard, man. Cause Appreciate it. A, I mean, that's, that's a direct reflection on who you are. You know what I mean? <laughs> so was, let's, let's talk about um, your, your superpower. And then we're going to talk about, actually, let's start with your, um, your, your biggest weakness. And then we'll talk about your superpower. So biggest weakness. My biggest weakness is, uh, it's, this hasn't always been my answer, but it's my kindness. Uh, you know, I used to kind of be an asshole and, uh was i don't know i was just i wasn't always doing the right thing uh, now i do the right thing so much uh it becomes a weakness at times uh, and i set myself up um so uh, i would say that that's my biggest weakness at this point okay and then your superpower what is it perspective being able to see um everything from every angle i don't always act that way uh but Give me, give me 10 minutes. I can find perspective in anything. And that's become probably my biggest strength. Love it. And then what do you want in the, the next, in the future? I'm not sure if it's 
this next year or the years to come? Like, what do you want? What are you trying to put out there in the world? Let's, let's go ahead and do these affirmations right now. What do you want, Brady? You know, I've positioned myself to, to sell my company for, you know, for, for a good little piece of change. And, uh, you know, my end goal isn't, you know, as glorified as what I'm doing now. I want to coach high school basketball, you know, and I uh, took a group of kids from the freshman year here in Evergreen. Evergreen's a very privileged area. Uh, so the kids here from athletic <laughs> realms are not like what you and I are used to. You know, they definitely uh, need a little more hard nose in their life. Uh, but, you know, from the freshman year to the senior year that I worked with them and watching them excel and, you know, they went to state in football, they went to state in basketball, they hadn't been state in years. And, uh, you know, that's my calling. Uh, and when I'm when I'm doing that, I know that I've fulfilled everything that I was supposed to do. So. Man, that is such a humble goal. You know, everyone else is like talking like Grant Cordone, you know, like, hey, globalize. I'm going to have this real estate over here and whatever. But like, I love that, you know. Like, yeah, and you know, that's what it's like, you know, I'm doing that. That's what I'm, it's like, you have to have a platform. Like I, being a coach, you know, like I think it's the hardest thing. They don't get paid that much and they're doing one of the most important things, you know, they're building you know, men and women into, or excuse me, boys and girls into men and women. And, you know, they make 30K a year. And so my, like a lot of my why is obviously to leave a legacy for Jada, but, you know, go out and do good for others and, and, and put yourself in a position to where financially where I want to be. And then I can really just go be, you know, put all my energy into this one thing that I know that'll continue to go good and, and carry on in life. So make some impact, man. I love That's it. Right. I dig it. Brady. Thank you for being on the Positive People Posse Living Room. How can people follow you? You know, you go to Instagram. This is really all I mess with anymore. It's uh, Pure Spectrum Brady. And then you can follow us at purespectrumcbd.com as well. But thank you for uh, putting us on your, your platform. And it's always good to talk with you. Man, I appreciate that. Listen, <laughs> like, and subscribe. We need all of your ratings so we can reach more people. If this really spoke to you, please share it to someone else. And always visit us at positivepeoplepossy.com if you need anything for marketing. And we'll catch you next time. Peace out, live freely, and stay positive. <laughs>